0: Media And Art Smitten acknowledges and pays respect to the people of the Woi Wurrung and Biong Wurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations, on whose unceded lands the SIN office studios and our home stand. Art Smitten respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders past, present and emerging. SIN Media also acknowledges the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia, where our content reaches and on which SIN partner organisations stand has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome. You are now listening to the very first episode of Arts Mitten for 2022. Yes, SIN's very own flagship arts and culture show is back for another season. As with previous years, we'll be speaking with a whole heap of talented people involved within the arts industry, <clears throat> Excuse me, as well as catching up on our own thoughts on all the cultural happenings in and around Melbourne. My name is Christina. I'm one of the co-EPs for this year and my co-hosts for today are Max, Chris and Nick. Did you guys want to say hello?
0: How's it going? I'm Nick.
1: Hi, Nick. Awesome. Hi, (laughs) Christina.
0: Hi, I'm Max. Uh,
1: Great. And coming up on today's show, we'll be making ourselves known. You know, we'll be introducing ourselves as the new hosts for the season and talking about what kind of movies we've been watching, books that we've been reading, things we've been doing out and about and all that good stuff and we'll also be giving you our media recommendations as well as talking about our favourite art exhibitions that we've been to and a whole lot more and we'll also be having a chat with artist Tina Stefano who is currently a finalist in the Kasula Powerhouse Arts Centre's Blake Prize this year. We speak to her about her featured work, what it means to her, and which artists she's loving right now. So make sure you you stay tuned in for that. Uh, But before we get stuck into it, coming up next is "Missing Piece" by Vance Joy and "Apple Crumble" by Lime Cordial.
2: And you go. Yep. Welcome back to Arts Mitten on Sin. You just heard Apple Crumble by Lime Cordial and Idris Elba and before that was Missing Piece" by Vance Joy. Uh, I'm Max joined by Christina, Nick, Portia uh, and Christopher and uh, we're talking about what we've been watching, listening to, reading, seeing, doing, just anything really. Um, so Christina, what have you um, been watching recently?
1: Well, to me right now, it's been it's been a bit of everything, really. I don't know because I've had a lot of free time now that I've graduated uni. So something that I've in particular that I've been doing is rewatching Breaking Bad. That's like one of my top favorite shows. It's my second favorite show, I would say. Um, but it's been really great rewatching it because the first time I watched it, I was like a lot younger, and I'm only now just realizing how much of a horrible person Walter Wise. have you guys seen breaking bad no
0: i actually haven't i've been meaning to all my friends and everyone has just been constantly recommending it to me but i've just never gotten around to it but i've heard absolutely stellar
1: things about it yeah you guys you have to get onto it and yeah it's just like the whole arc of walter's character through like i i honestly think he was always quite horrible but even in the early seasons but um it's just a really interesting thing to see throughout yeah and what about you guys what have you been watching recently
3: I I have been watching Snowpiercer it's my hit show at the moment I'm I've been trying to keep up with um it's currently on Netflix it's a reaptation of the actual film. I think there was even a book as well but I think this is probably it's a really good T V show to watch if you have Netflix.
1: Great. Yeah, and who's in that one? Is that the one
3: with Chris Evans, or is that? Uh, no. thing oh, no. oh, no. Give me a second. I I've gotta get it back up.
1: <laughs> I, thought, uh, I think there might have been a movie version with, with- Yeah, there,
3: there was a movie version. Mm.
1: And what are your thoughts on it? Like, what are you up to in the in the show?
3: Um, I am up to uh, the third season, and it's pretty exciting. So far. I don't really want to spoil it for anyone. <laughs> That's the thing. But
1: that's it, fair enough.
3: No, the, yeah. the basic premise is that the the Earth has gone freezing cold because of climate change, and the the world's now all on one single train that goes around the world. That's the and there's a rebellion. That's the basic premise.
1: That sounds pretty cool, honestly. I I don't know. It's just that the thought of being s- stuck on that train, like for, for the whole, I don't know how long you'll you'll be on there for, but yeah, I don't know. Is is it dystopic? Is that what it is?
3: Yeah, me and the dystopic TV shows currently
1: mm-hmm. don't
3: know why, but that's just how it is.
1: Maybe something to do with the dystopia we're experiencing right now in real life.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Never know though. But it's a good. It's a really good TV show. The actors, they're not big name actors. Not a lot of them are. But you know, they've they've done it well. I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. And what about you, Max? What have you been watching?
2: Uh, currently been getting into Mad Men, Um, finally got around to that, which I'm really enjoying, Um, because it's, uh, yeah, it was on my list for a while, um, because it was quite a few seasons, so I sort of thought um, I'll finally just bite the bullet, get into it, Um, and it's, so it's about basically um, like an advertising agency in the 60s. Um, and it's impressive because all of the characters are pretty much terrible people, and yet you still sort of want to see what they get up to and you still can't help but love them. Um, Kind of similar to Breaking Bad, how even though Walter is in fact one of the worst people in the world, you still just want to see how it ends. Um, So I've been really enjoying that recently, uh, which has been really good.
1: There's something about horrible characters in shows that just make (laughs) you want to watch them, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I also saw... um, Oh, sorry.
1: Yeah, sorry. No, you go.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, I um, saw the uh, French Dispatch recently as well, which I, I really enjoyed um, with Sanderson's latest film, um, which has got his signature uh, quirky style of directing and um, cinematography, which I, I really love. Um, have, you, have you seen it? Okay.
1: Yes, I actually saw it um, <laughs> recently as well. I, last week, a few days ago, I thought it was really great as well. And I have to admit, um, Despite being a film student, that was the first Wes Anderson movie that I saw.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, you've, you've got to start somewhere,
1: though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I did watch, I did end up watching the Grand Budapest Hotel last night.
2: Oh, it's a great film so as
1: well. I'm too down now. Yeah. I thought it was really great.
2: Mm. The, yeah, he just has a very distinct visual style that I haven't seen anyone else come close to um i really love yeah
1: yeah i love how he incorporates um a lot of different sort of mediums as well like there's some animation in there like Mm. not to give it like don't want to give anything away but yeah good animation and of course the cinematography is great and the colors are always amazing
2: absolutely well well, what i I really loved about i'm sorry
1: (laughs) no i was just gonna say it's such an iconic Mm. oh yeah
2: (laughs) Um, I was going to say with the French Dispatch, I really loved the, because the, it's basically in three separate stories, which I, I really loved because it helped to, because each one's got different actors and it has a slightly different um, style where some of them have combined different aspect ratios or like you said, different, like it's got some animation um, to help separate them. And I thought that was really interesting that it was sort of more manageable to watch because they're just short stories, um, which I, I really loved. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's always these little snippets of life, and it, there always seems to be a story within a story within a story. Mm. And another thing that I love um, is how he uses actors um, repeatedly in like in his different movies. Like Willem Dafoe is in um, the Grand Budapest Hotel and uh, the French Dispatch and mm. um, The Life Aquatic, I think it's called. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So I love seeing familiar faces but then completely different characters as well.
2: Absolutely. Well, yeah, because he usually uses like big name actors, but has like a very small role for them, which I always think mm-hmm. is kind of funny. Like how, um, yeah, like how Bill Murray's in the French Dispatch and he has probably about five minutes of screen time in the whole thing.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and yeah. they and they put his name first on like the poster, just always it's kind always
1: of funny. It's so great. Yeah. yeah. And what about you, Nick? What have you been up to recently?
0: Well, I'm not too much on the TV series bandwagon, but... Movies I've been absolutely hammering out, especially given the fact that we're allowed to go back to cinemas, which I'm absolutely loving. I've seen Dune a few times. I've even seen the New King Richard film. The French Dispatch was such a great movie. I actually saw it twice. Can't go wrong with a Wes Anderson movie. He um, never fails you with a good cast. And like you said, with the repetitive of, um, the repetition story of our uh, cast members, you know, Bill Murray's also been in some of his other ones. Uh, so was the Adrian Brody and all that stuff. Um, being a massive fan of the fantastic Mr. Fox, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, like you mentioned before, and the actual uh, Isle of Dogs as well. It was a no-brainer to go watch the French Dispatch and being a massive Timothy Chalamet fan as well, loved it, especially with the three-part kind of Sinatra that they had going on, trying to all add up to the uh, the stories and the, uh, the new article that they were bringing out within the film. Don't want to get too much into it because please do watch it, but um, definitely up there in one of the best movies of last year. But other than that, just, yeah, just hammering out movies, Dune was a really good one. Um, not for everyone, given the certain type of niche with the whole sci-fi, but, again, a stellar cast, which would definitely draw in um, a lot of uh, viewers. Uh, effects was on point even the uh, soundtrack by Hans Zimmer which is my all-time favorite composer was uh, featured in the likes of Interstellar, Inception, The Dark Knight or pretty much the big blockbusters so um, couldn't go wrong with that as well and the King, uh, King Richard uh, that followed the story of Venus and Serena Williams the uh, American tennis players well more so Venus growing up absolute feel-good film uh, it generally made me want to go play tennis, even though I watched it at about ten thirty PM. Uh, so that's a, a very good sign that it is a good movie. Um, it, I love a good true story, and the fact that it actually made me want to go play tennis straight after that hour when it was rating my ad uh, too, just it big yes for me. So do highly recommend that, and um, Will Smith on point with his uh, acting as well. So highly do recommend Yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, I really wanted to give it a look then,
1: yeah. Yeah, I really wanted to hear about King Richard cuz um I only heard about it just recently and um you know, we always love like the underdog stories and the story of Serena and Venus Williams coming from um I guess they have very humble beginnings. Yeah, yeah, so I would love to see that one.
0: Definitely uh put it to your list if you're looking for a feel good true story as well. Also, um The House of Gucci, great film as well. Again, another great cast. Lady Gaga kicking it out of the park again um, for a second breakout role. <laughs> Jared Leto, always a good laugh. He, uh, some might have said he did overact uh, in his role, but uh, I, believe, I reckon he did it perfectly. And Adam Driver, too good.
1: Always so great. These huge names. I don't know. They just keep getting bigger. They,
0: just, they really do. Yeah. Especially with the big delay of films coming out, it's all just been like we've just been bombarded, which is just amazing. Mm-hmm.
2: It's
0: just like it's just overwhelming with like, oh, I gotta watch this, I gotta watch that, I gotta make time for this, I gotta make time for that. But because <laughs> me personally, I've got to watch it on the opening night as well. Every Thursday I try to get down to watch the film. It's just uh, I love it.
1: That's a and great like, routine to have.
0: Oh, yeah. it's the best. And <laughs> having the privilege kind of taken away for like X amount of time that we we had off is just I was just itching to get back into the cinema because it's for me, it's just a different feeling of watching a, a film in a cinema rather than at home with all the distractions of your phone and all that stuff where you're fully concentrated and you just appreciate it more for what it is.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, like you said, like being there at like opening night of like of like um, like the one I watched recently, the the new Spider-Man film, being there opening night, and it's just okay. got that 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 atmosphere. Everyone's really excited, everyone is just as excited as you were to be there in, in the cinema. Everyone's back. It's just a great, a great feeling that you can't get when you're watching at home.
0: Totally agree, especially with that yeah. and All the hype going on for the, the past oh, two yeah. years just absolutely <laughs> filled everyone's wishes. Oh, for for sure. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, that, that glimpse of nostalgia as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I dare not say in case anyone has not Yeah,
1: don't dare to say. Um. <laughs> On that note, we will definitely continue talking about this because I love talking about that cinema experience, um, especially now that we can actually go to the cinema. Um, Yeah, so coming up next is Sun In My Eyes by Alta Falls and 24K by TK Meidzer.
0: You just heard Sun In My Eyes by Alta Falls and 24K by TK Mazda. This is Art Smitten and I'm Nick, joined here by my co-hosts, Max, Chris and Christina.
1: And now we're going to continue our conversation about all our media recommendations. We've talked a lot about um, all these big names, House of Gucci, Lady Gaga, Adam Driver. You know, they keep coming up in all the new movies that are coming out. And um, I think we were, sp- we were speaking a little bit about um, the new Spider-Man movie as well, which I haven't had a chance to see yet. But um, I did get a couple of Gold Class tickets from my sister. Um, for Christmas so I'm going to use them for the Spider-Man movie when I can as soon as I can
2: v- very fancy yeah yeah
1: I, been, I think yourself.
2: yeah of course um no I think I've, I've been yeah I've been to gold class like like once or twice it's like yeah it's like you, you almost feel guilty being there because like especially when the, the theater that I went to had it, they sort of had like this big wall. They had the gold class and the, you know, peasant seats down the front or whatever. <laughs> so it was I thought it was kind of funny. Um but yeah. Uh because yeah, we were talking about how it's great that we can finally get back into cinemas um post lockdown and just generally um stuff that we can now get back into doing. Um now that there's no longer the harsh lockdown and ring of steel and that's all been sort of lifted now um so nick have you got any thing you're most excited to do now that lockdown is sort of you know well it's still a bit of covid but there's less of it
0: um well i'm of adventures um i love going up to, down the great ocean road whenever i can to go for a little surf and just even a drive it's just so peaceful and given that i'm just from the um southeastern suburbs of melbourne it's kind of like a little mini day trip for me so i'm um, very keen to do that especially now in the summer um having the australian open just been uh, i was pumping that out as well as much as i could massive <laughs> tennis fan as you probably realize with the <laughs> king richard mention before but um yeah, just anything to do with Melbourne, just like you know, a lot of the bars. I love a good rooftop bar. Um, been going around Richmond a lot lately. Um, love my dinners. Uh, got a good little uh, restaurant kind of page on Instagram going up as well. where I like to post little plugs and stuff here and there. Mm, um, cool. Yeah, but even galleries as well. for The NGV. Um, went to the uh, recently went to the uh, the Chanel one exhibition uh, a few weeks ago. And I went at night and at night uh, for the whole January, they had kind of like a um, sort of like a disco. They had the, uh, the signature pimp pool there, but they had just popped up. They had uh, a bar there, DJs, live music. It was, it was an absolute vibe. And it was free entry as well, which was uh, even better. So uh, drew in a, a bigger and a, a nice crowd as well.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. And Nick, you have to give a plug to that Insta page. What is it?
0: <laughs> Urban Eatery with da. Go check it out for all your brunch and dinner needs around Melbourne.
1: Hell yeah. What was the one, what was your most recent venture out?
0: Eight Murray, 8 Murray Street in uh, Abbotsford. It's a cute little, it's almost like a house, but they've just decked it out into a like, little cafe. It is so urban and it's the best, such a good menu and amazing staff And wait, the wait staff just couldn't be more friendlier. And uh, I've actually been there about five times, so it says a lot. So oh, cool. definitely go pay them a visit. Yeah, say, for sure. Say Urban, told you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Give it a little plug, yeah. Um on that note as well, I will mention I also did um I am loving just going out for dinner again with all my friends and just like it's so nice to just sit inside a restaurant and like yeah, just actually experience that service, like great service, when you can. I I remember just last night I went out to Dexter, which is on High Street and in Preston, and um, it was great. Like the service was just absolutely phenomenal. I don't, and I haven't experienced that in so long. And the food was amazing too. Um, yeah, it was. It's just so great to be out and about now, um, and experiencing those little things.
0: Hundred percent, especially with the energy really high as well and just everyone's itching to go out and it's just made it a lot better and um definitely had missed it all so it's just good to be back out and about doing what we love can't complain
1: yeah for sure and what about you max what what have you been doing
2: um well like you said it's just good to just be able to go out and just kind of get back to normal on all the stuff we sort of missed out on um like how for last year sort of with um the Amplify um, people that we hosted last year had a big um, end of year party to make up for lost time, and it was just—it was a bit strange almost to actually be able to go into a restaurant and not have to you know, quarantine for two weeks afterwards. Um, so it's just—it's—it's it's, yeah, kind of—it's like almost surreal to think that you can just sort of walk in now. You don't have to, you know, worry about um, everything. Well, as much um but yeah no it's just good to get back into it really
1: yeah is there anything uh in particular you're looking forward to like a movie you want to see or or anything you want to do in melbourne
2: um well i guess just well now that i'm um 18 can finally go clubbing so give that a go could be terrible but may as well give it a go yeah. <laughs> we'll see make it a night to vaguely remember um and yeah, I guess just give that a go when uh, COVID settled down just a little bit.
1: So yeah, sure. <laughs> well, what about you, Chris? What have you been doing out and about now?
2: Not really much,
3: just because I run another show on Sin. I'm going to give that a blatant and Get cereal. So <laughs> I've been trying to organise that, and not really been doing much other than that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, um, something else under if. Oh, I had done something. I have been um, travelling a little bit. I've been up to Warrnambool, nice country town up there I used to live at.
1: Nice. And
3: Yeah, and just went up there for a few days and chilled out near the beach. And Yeah, nice beaches up there. And I went, up, went down to Bansdale for a few nights, and, you know, hung around there. Again, just thought somewhere to go. But other than that, really not much.
1: Yeah, as much as we love Melbourne, you know, it is like it is still nice to actually get away from it for a bit. Like I also, as Nick mentioned, I also love getting down to the to the Great Ocean Road and just like chilling on the beaches over there because they're so much better than the ones that are close to the CBD. <laughs> Can we just say that? <laughs>
2: well, yeah, because it's got that it's got a, like a whole different like feel to it, and they they're usually not like as busy as well, which is nicer.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so those are um, always good places to go. I can recommend, like, a great beach if you want to go to around the Great Ocean Road. Um, there's this little, like, town called Anglesey and they have some great beaches over there. So that's so my recommendation. <laughs> Sorry. So
0: good. 100%. One of the best as well. Can confirm it.
1: Yeah, I love, so um, good.
0: My one just a bit before, it's um, uh, Jungjuk Back Beach. Unreal. Oh, yeah. It's kind of, It's like pretty much a semi-private beach at times because it's like, you know, in between Torquay Surf and uh, Bell's Beach. So you're kind of a bit isolated in the little crack in the middle and it's just yeah. so calm, so peaceful. And it's just good to break away from the kind of hecticness that you find in Melbourne and just sort of like recharge and refocus your mind. It's a good little mental break as well, I find, for myself too, personally.
1: Yeah. For sure. It's always great to get out of work, especially now, now that we, like, we've got the hot weather. That's a lot nicer over there in the coastline. <laughs> and on that note, we are going to move on. So coming up next is Proof by Methyl Ethyl featuring Stella Donnelly and Lonfair by by Stromae, um, which is, and those both songs are on the Sweet 16 playlist. So, and that is Sweet 16's first playlist for this year, 2022. You're listening to Arts. And the
3: song you just heard was Alpha by uh, Stromia, which is a part of Sins of Sweet 16, and also pr- uh, Proof by Methyl Ethyl, uh, featuring Stella Donnelly, also a part of Sins of Sweet 16. And now we're going to have an interview with Tina uh, st- and here it is right here and welcome back. That was a great interview with Tina and don't forget to check her out. And now let's continue on our next song will be Stingray Pete by Dope Lemon and Keep It Up by Rex Orange Country. You're listening to Artsman here on Sin.
2: Welcome back to Art Smitten on Sin. You just heard Stingray Peak by Dope Lemon and also Keep It Up by Rex Orange County. I'm Max joined by Christina, Nick, Chris and Christina. Uh, and we're talking about some of our favorite exhibitions and art galleries we've been to recently um well actually i'll start us off with a disappointing gallery i went to um recently which was the van gogh um exhibition at the i believe it was at the ngv um and i I was honestly a little disappointed by it because it wasn't like it didn't really i don't know it, it felt a bit like it was made specifically for people to take photos of like they have this thing where um sort of like the floor and all the walls have um, all his famous artworks and sort of his life story that plays um, through all his paintings. Um, And so you sort of just walk around in there, except there's not really a whole lot to do and you don't actually really get to see any of his paintings or a wider discussion of all of his work, um, which I actually thought was a little disappointing, to be honest.
1: Is that the um, Um, exhibition with the... Also, in
2: addition to that, they also...
1: Sorry, it's the delay
2: that's on good, my side. That's, that's okay. So please please continue.
1: Yeah. Um. Is that the exhibition with the um, like all the lights? Is that the loom exhibition?
2: Oh sorry. Yeah, the loom, not uh, the NGV. I yeah. forgot which ones which. But, I mean, they're all all. Our I can't remember. Right. Um, damn it's
1: so,
2: Yeah. Yeah. I also good thought pilot. it was kind of weird because they had this like a whole room dedicated to like Alexis, car that we had like the Starry Night painting all over it which seems like, like, I don't think you would have wanted that. <sighs> like, it just seemed a bit strange. Um,
1: that, yeah, that seems very strange. I, so, so are there no actual paintings of his? Is it just, like, the projections?
2: Um, there's, like, a little room when you go in and it just has little, like, sort of um, boards which talk about, like, very briefly about some of his paintings. Um, and then you sort of walk in, walk into this big hall that has then all these paintings sort of projected, and they sort of swirl around on the floor and the walls. Um, but you don't really actually see any of the paintings or really get to like a discussion of them at all, really. So that was kind of strange. Um, yeah. And then also, so it's sort of like it's, it's kind of like a slideshow. And then as it ends, then it goes to an ad for a Lexus car, which then, which because they were advertising that, because that's the car that has the Starry note, painting all over it which yeah, because it's what he would have wanted <laughs> yeah it seemed oh a God. bit strange
1: yeah that um, is very strange yeah advertising is not really It just yeah. it really rubs you the wrong way doesn't it when it's in a exhibition like that
2: yeah especially one is one odd.
1: yeah especially one that's trying to pay tribute to this like super famous really great artist mm. and then you just have a car <laughs> here by alexis for all the appealing it's, to all yeah. the rich people who are going to the exhibition um <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah and, that's then, course,
1: disappointing.
2: and then of course exit through the gift shop by van gogh water bottle yeah for fifty dollars it's got a little cartoon of his ear it's cut off because it, again it's what he would have wanted so it's just it was just strange um and it just it sort of felt kind of like kind of disrespectful as well of all of his great work and everything that he's done um, so that just kind of I you know, found it a bit odd really mm. um, That is
1: really disappointing I was really looking forward to seeing that but, Yeah, no, Maybe no, it no, is all the social media pain. photos just like brainwashing me I think it's mm, the, all the photos brainwashing me into <laughs> thinking it Maybe, maybe I'm just go.
2: really maybe I'm just really negative and it was actually great but who knows you'll have to, <laughs> <laughs> to make up your mind
1: yeah, for sure. But it would be, yeah. I mean, for me, it would be the reason why I haven't, like, gone yet. Like, I would have gone ages ago. The reason why it hasn't appealed to me that much is because, like, I sort of had it in my head that there is no actual paintings of his. It's, it is just, like, projection. So I would much rather see, like, the actual paintings. Um, yeah. It's a very cool concept, though, I will say. But, yeah, all of that um, just for some, to buy a car. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know how many sales they're getting from the Van Gogh exhibition. I don't think there's going to be a direct correlation between sales and tickets bought for this, but who knows? Have you had any more positive experiences with galleries recently, Christina?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't say recently, but <laughs> um, a while ago, so back in 2019, 2020, back, back in the day, um, in at the NGV, one of their main... Um, exhibitions was the Keith Haring and Basquiat exhibition called Crossing Lines and that was a really great one I'm a big fan of like both Keith Haring and Basquiat and they were um, I think it was a great pairing because they both very much knew each other and they were both great friends in real life and their art has a lot of overlap they actually have like because um, in case you don't know, Keith Young is a very famous like street artist, and his artwork consists of like these uh, sort of it kind of looks like marker drawings, but it is painted of these figures, these little um, almost stick figure esque figures. But um, a lot of what he's famous for is like the speed of, in which he paints these paintings and um, does his work out in the street as well, because. Um, to be a street artist, you have to be super, super fast so as not to get caught. Um, yeah, so that was a, yes. Yeah, just, it was a really great exhibition. And there's um, little motifs, like there's a little uh, motif of the crown, a crown in Basquiat's work, which you can see in Keith Herring's work as well. Um, so that is a really nice crossover between the two, and I just thought the exhibition was really nicely laid out, and it had so much to offer. It had, it was very, um, it was a treat for like all your senses, essentially. So yeah, that was my good positive experience. That's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, but another thing, you know what I will say um, that how you mentioned before with the Van Gogh exhibition and them selling like water bottles and stuff at, at the gift shop, like walk out through the gift shop, I do kind of get a little bit drawn into that because I do love collecting the, um, like the postcards in NGV. I love collecting those ones. I mean, they're a little bit more, a little bit less disrespectful, like with the yeah. water bottle, you know, because um, they just, you know, it's like the little paintings in a small form that you can take home, which is really mm. nice. Um, even though it's not the real thing. It's just really nice to have.
2: Because even that, at least it's sort of celebrating the artwork rather than just laughing at how Van Gogh went insane and cut off his ear. Uh, yeah. Yeah, seems a bit strange, but, you know, that's all right.
1: Exactly, yeah. Um, how about you, Nick? Have you been to any um, good shows recently, good exhibitions?
0: Yeah, I actually went to um the uh, the Van Gogh exhibition at the Louvre. I, to be honest, I wouldn't kind of call it an exhibition. Me personally, thinking that it was more of a, a show because it was more for the people to go and put it on the gram kind of thing. Uh, I, for one, was guilty of taking a photo or two. So, when you had the opportunity, it was a good little photo for the gram. Why not? You're paying $40 for it. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, it wasn't too bad for what it was, I guess. Like, I, I didn't really expect anything. Out of the ordinary, given that it wasn't supposed to be portraying his kind of uh, his uh, work and life stories and stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, it was a bit hefty with the price for what it was. But um, the overall setup as a kind of like a show, I'd love like to call it, was quite decent. And um, I like that uh, kind of three D effect that they did with the, uh, the the cafe. I can't remember, so don't quote me on the um, the painting. That it was based off, but um, yeah, it was like it, they pretty much brought it to life, and you can have little like French patisserie dolches and all that stuff there, which was quite nice. Um, as you were saying as well, Christina, about the um Keith Herring exhibition, of, uh, I think it was probably a few years ago, paired up with um Jean-Michel Basquiat. I also went to that; that was unreal because I'm a massive Basquiat fan, and um, seeing all of those uh their artworks and all that was really cool and surreal especially if you go down just before Smith Street on Johnson Street in Collingwood you still got that like 20 foot high Keith Haring um, mural I think you did it in 1992 again don't quote me on my dates I'm kind of off today but um yeah and how it's been preserved and no one's or well, everyone's had the etiquette and respect to just leave it as is is just phenomenal and I love it and it just goes to show how, um, especially is in, in particular, we just appreciate and cherish art, given that we, we're we constantly getting some of the best art galleries and uh, exhibitions coming our way each and every year. Um, at the moment, yeah, like I said before, um, I wanted a Chanel one. I uh, love a bit of fashion and all that stuff, and um, seeing one of the best fashion designers, uh, some of her works come to life as well and just it was absolutely surreal seeing it, you know, right in front of my eyes. Had a bit of theatrics, which was always nice as well. But um, again, yeah, you can't go wrong with the NGV in Melbourne. Uh, even some of the, uh, the free uh, areas as well in the NGV, you got a lot of like contemporary, press modern artworks and um, even furniture design and all that stuff. So it really caters for everyone, especially me. Um, I was uh, I used to study design, uh, mainly graphic, but we also touched base in um industrial design as well and that yeah it really hits home for me as well i love that kind of stuff and um it really brings my mindset to the uh to the design and gets me really thinking which is um it will just keep me occupied for ages which i highly encourage everyone to go and see at least once in their life and like i said it's a friend you can make it an absolute day out of it which is good and yeah it is kind of smart how at the end of every um gallery they always draw you into the, uh, the gift shop Trying to, um, trying to, you know, wind you in and all that stuff. I, I do find myself uh, falling guilty to it occasionally just to get something just to cherish from the moment, even though I've, I've obviously got it mentally imprinted in my mind. But I do like to get the record and all that stuff just as a little souvenir or a poster, which is always pretty cool. So um, I can't really talk too much down on that. I'm very guilty of it. Um, but, yeah, especially given that I have a bit of a design background and just a passion for fashion and all that stuff, I do love that kind of stuff, and I'm I i always I'm always reading up on the new, new stuff and all that. Some of the other events as well, I just like, you know, just walking around Melbourne and seeing even the street art as well. Bit of a basic choice, hosier Lane, ACDC Lane. If you're new in Melbourne, definitely a go-to. Even the other uh, alleyways, like um, Hardware Lane as well, have a bit of a panini uh cafe and just look at all the other uh, that's my inner uh heritage speaking out and have a look at the uh the cool little uh industrial kind of pocket sized cafes around which is always different and um very sar Melbourne as the uh Melbournians also like to say so um yeah just a little uh, glimpse into my day-to-day life on a Saturday to be honest so
1: yeah you can always make a day trip out of a, an that's... exhibition visit
0: and it's, it's so, so much better, better. It's so much better when it's spontaneous as well because mm. I, I just hate planning stuff in advance. It's just me, but a spontaneous trip, really, oh, that's, I'm, I'm all for it.
1: Yeah, awesome. Alrighty, so you're listening to Arts Mitten with me, Christina, Max, Nick and Chris. Next up is Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. And Bigger Than Me by Greta Ray.
0: And that was Happier Than Ever by Billy Eilish and Bigger Than Me by Greta Ray. This is Art Smitten and I'm Nick. And today I'm joined by my co-host, Christina, Max and Chris. Now, guys, I don't know if you saw the other night, but apparently it's been happening um, every night from the 15th of January to the 5th of Feb. But in Docklands, this Summer Night's drone show. I've
1: heard of (laughs) it. I'm sorry. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about it, and I actually saw it on my way while I was driving up on the um, on the Westgate Bridge. I think is what it is. Um, <laughs> driving home from Footscray, so um, I saw it a little bit, and I didn't know what was going on. I was a little bit freaked out, but <laughs> um, turns out it was the drone light show, which was really cool. So, but I haven't seen the whole thing.
2: Yeah, no, I've been meaning to like. Well, not not like go to the city just to see the drone show, but if I was there, I'd definitely stop to have a look at it because it looks it, it does look pretty cool. Um, and I, I definitely think it's a cool idea to use, to have to sort of move away from fireworks and go to the drone show because then you can sort of use it all year round um, and it's, it's much more um, environmentally friendly as well and sustainable, which is cool. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Because um, I attended uh, at an event uh, last Wednesday just in the Docklands, and um, it finished at around nine thirty. And walking back down uh, the main strip of Docklands, I just see all these people just crowding around, looking at towards the Westgate Bridge. Um, like you said, Christina, and um, yeah, um, I had to actually stop by and ask one of the uh, pedestrians what was going on. I thought it was honestly like a fireworks show, but it turned out to be a, a massive drone show. And then before I knew it, like that, like a few hundred drones just lit up in these fluorescent lights and just started forming imagery in the sky and just flying around all coordinately and um, in sync, which was pretty um, pretty nice. It was an absolute spectacle to watch, which was pretty good. And it kind of matched the energy and the vibe, especially it was because um, it was on a summer night as well. And it just like blew up. Uh, and being just after nine, the sunset was just going down as well. And so it just looked definitely stunning. And then it just went into dark all of a sudden and it just blew up the whole kind of dockwinds, which is really nice.
1: Sounds so great. Oh, that sounds like very picturesque and just like classic Melbourne, Because especially from the Westgate Bridge. I mean, the city looks great from there. Like the view is, yeah, it's something else.
0: Oh, especially when the Melbourne Star was still operating, how hey, you could see that massive glow up star. I really do miss it in that sense though. But the skyline is just so, yeah, like you said, picturesque. And, um, yeah, it's just absolutely stunning how it's all been done and all that and portrayed.
1: Yeah. I'm definitely going to try and catch it, the whole show because only, it's only a short show, isn't it? It goes for about 10 minutes, I think.
0: Yeah, about 10 to 15 minutes.
1: Yeah. It'll still be nice to see if I'm, yeah, if you're in the city.
0: 100%. Well, speaking of the city, have you guys also been to uh, NGV Summer Night?
2: No, I, I haven't gone, but I've heard it's um, it's really good, though.
0: Yeah, it's quite good. good. good It's it's also a free event, so, you know. That's all you had to say.
2: on (laughs) that. A
0: few little drinks, free event, live music, what can go wrong in a summer night. (laughs) Uh, It's also good if you're coming back from one of the uh, many exhibitions that they've been holding uh, holding there sorry. um, and just, you know, unwind a bit, especially on a Sunday afternoon, a bit of a Sunday sesh. Always goes down all right, so... um, before the working week starts and it only goes to uh 9 p.m. so it's not too late so it's kind of a kind of an easy night out which is good nice little wind down relax Debriefs the re- the week with a few little cocktails yeah Absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> always nice and, and do you have is there like access to the the pink pool that's been opening yeah, over? There?
0: It is in the courtyard where it's all unfolding so you go through the main entrance just keep going straight and some Lovely way stuff will just guide you straight to the back and then help yourselves to get a bit of finger food, drinks, and just, yeah, a nice little picture with your gal pals in front of the pink pool. And actually, fun fact you can actually dip your feet in the pink pool. It's, um, they've allowed access to that, which is pretty cool too, especially if you come back from like the tennis as well when it's stinking hot. Right. I want to get the sweat <laughs> off your feet, so it's always fun. Because I was going to say, it seems like a winning combination: alcohol and swimming. Oh, <laughs> <what I'm> wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, fun. you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, how about you, Chris? What have you, are you looking forward to anything in particular that's coming up?
3: The comedy, the uh, Melbourne Comedy Festival. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you have yeah, a favorite comedian? Really cool.
3: Um. Not really. I'm just more of a, like, pretend to be funny man. I just like comedy. <laughs> That's all I can
2: say. I just like comedy. Fair enough. Fair we,
0: enough. Favourite comedians?
3: My favourite comedians? Um, Jeff Dunham, the ventriloquist. Um, and, oh there's, a, oh, there's a few. But, mate, and just, and uh, Iggy, is out, uh, Iggy, no, Ig- Iggy Akbar. No, no, I know now now my name just got out of my head. It's um oh uh I try you he played these plays in films, but I'll figure it out later on. But yeah, I have got a few in my head.
0: Uh The any favourite Australian
3: favorite Atlantis, Atlantis? that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> any it, man. But yeah, that's that, and that's what I'm really, that's all I'm really looking forward to this year. The uh the Almighty Comedy
2: Festival. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And what was that name, sorry, that you said? The name was
3: uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Oh, Uh,
1: cool.
0: Fluffy. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a little inside joke for the uh, Gabriel Iglesias fans. (laughs) Any uh, local Australian comedians that you're into at the moment?
3: Um, I'm not. I follow Australian ones, but I don't really. Well, I just listen because I'm I'm actually blind, so I just listen to it and it. I just laugh. I just enjoy all types of comedy, mate. <laughs>
0: That's the best, isn't it? And you can get that good little laugh out of nowhere. Yeah, it is honestly one of the best uh, periods of the year. The uh, in Melbourne International Comedy Festival in March, um, especially now it's the Adelaide Fringe Festival. Uh, so it's just going straight to the Melbourne. Um, I love going. I go to try to go to as many as possible. At the moment, I'm loving a bit of Tommy Little, uh, Dave Thornton, Tom Gleason, uh, Nick Cody, and a Sydney-raised uh, comedian called Sam Thornton. Uh, definitely check those guys out, especially Sam Thornton. He's, uh, he's up and coming, and he's an absolute gag. He's the best. He knows how to work a crowd, and he his crowd work's just impeccable.
1: It's the best. Yeah, I'll definitely look to check them out because, yeah, I think I'm, I'm mainly, like, somebody who doesn't delve too far into the comedy world. But um, if there is, like, a show that, like, one of my friends wants to go to, like, I'm totally down. So, yeah, it's good to hear names and to, like, list them down because I really want to check it out and, like, get more into it as well.
0: And the tickets are so cheap. They range from $15 to $30 for an, absolute, like, an hour-long show. And you can see them at, like, you know, little bars, uh, the melbourne town hall hosts a lot uh the forum the comedy theater and the afternoon theater around melbourne so you're getting a really nice night out uh, on the cheap which is always good and yeah just having a laugh is especially what melbourne need after the past few years that we've all had so um and it's also a blessing to just support the live arts who have had it tough as well so you know, the money's going to a good cause and it works both ways because you're getting an absolute laugh and a half out of it and it's helping them get back on their feet, which is a win-win situation.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, because I went to the Comedy Festival last year um, with some friends. I, I can't remember who we saw. Um, probably not a good sign. Um, but, yeah. Like you said, it's just good to have a night out. And it was also good last year because we were sort of, um, you know, out of the, one of the first lockdowns of the year um, and getting back into it, um, which is really good, yeah, because it's sort of, you know, it sort of brings people together over just, you know, small, uh, yeah, small little things and just, yeah, it's great. I can't really think of anything interesting. I'm just going
0: to. Exactly right. But it's, it's even better when you can, um, I find with comedy, uh, a lot of it, uh, it becomes even funnier when you kind of relate to it personally. Like mm-hmm. if one of them tells like a joke or, or mainly like, like I like to think of them more as like kind of like storytellers and, you know, they might tell a story about, you know, their childhood, blah, blah, blah. And you kind of like relate to it. like, Oh, I've experienced that. That's so funny. You're like, you kind of brought a bit of nostalgia back and it's just like, you can kind of relate to them on a personal <laughs> level and it makes you want to go watch them again and again and keep updated with their new gear. And, uh, and, Especially when you go to like just say, like a little pub gig, um, which a really good one is Basement Comedy in the European Beer Cafe on Exhibition Street. They hold a comedy show every Friday and Saturday and sometimes a Thursday night. And you always get the best from radio and TV going down there. Um, you know, you can see the likes of uh, Comedy Royalty like Husie, Nick Cody from Fifi Feather, Nick on the Fox. Um, yeah, just, you know, even Tommy Little and Dave Thornton's drop down. Uh, Will Anderson, as well has been there, Joel Cressy from Kate Tim and Joel Nova one hundred drive home. Little plugs there, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and uh, it's and uh, it entries like ten dollars, and you see an absolutely stellar cast, like the best of the best in Australian comedy, and um, yeah, it's just so good when you can just relate to them. And um, and if you go to watch, like I said, one in particular, you always have like a curtain raiser. And it kind of like leads you on to watching them and them and then it's like a kind of like a ripple, like a a spider branch, where you just like lead yourself onto another comedian after another comedian. It just really broadens your horizons, which I find is really cool.
2: Absolutely, because yeah, I've been meaning to go to the basement comedy thing my um, parents went like a few uh, months ago at this point Um, because it's sort of you, you you don't know who's showing up for the basement comedy thing, which is sort of the main appeal behind it, I think, isn't
0: it? Yeah. So they'll um release a um one main headliner. So what well, uh last week was Tony Martin, which oh, was he's great. great, yeah. I love him. And um they'll have maybe an MC that they might release. And then they'll have like three to four mystery guest acts, which are always amazing. So do check it out. And um yeah like it starts from like seven o'clock to about eight thirty and then eight thirty till ten. So it caters for a, a range of times and um, audiences, which is good too.
1: Oh, great! So we've had some great recommendations for comedy, for comedians, and places where you can see some great live comedy from our lovely hosts, Nick, Max, and Chris. I've been Christina. You've been listening to Art Smitten, and that about wraps up our first show. Remember to follow us on social media. We are at Art Smitten Sin all lowercase on Instagram, and join us next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Coming up next is Casio by Jungle and Be Alright by Dean Lewis.